Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. You're very welcome along to the Big Red Bench this Sunday where we are celebrating Cork winning the under-20 All-Ireland Hurling Championship. Fantastic victory for Cork in Thurless. We've all the reaction. We're going to hear from manager Ben O'Connor and from player Ben Cunningham. We've been speaking to Dennis Hurley at Semple Stadium and we're going to hear the thoughts of Cork legend Shawnee McGrath on a fantastic triumph for Cork over an inspired Offaly side. We're also going to wrap up all the goings on in the other Gaelic games. So many of them on at the moment in the Senior Football Championship and the Talshan Cup. We're going to hear from Richie Holland on Cork City's game Friday night and the upcoming one tomorrow evening against Bowes. Our very own Rory O'Hagan completed the Cork City Marathon today and we're going to hear his thoughts as well. That's all coming up between here and seven. You're listening to The Big Red Bench with Sure Advance 72 Hour Protection, proud sponsors of the GAA. I'm Aidan Lee here with you until seven o'clock on Cork's Red FM jam-packed show. Cork Under-20 All-Ireland Hurling Champions. Just fantastic scenes in Thorless, wasn't it? I was only watching it in TG Carter now, obviously, as I, I'm here in the studio, but uh, it, it looks like uh, some incredible scenes. A massive, awfully crowd, you know, getting there. at Their first final since 1992. They really travelled in numbers, but so did Cork, to be fair. Look, you were always going to be outnumbered on an occasion like that by, by a team like Offaly. Um 15% of the population of Offaly could have been there today to be honest um, if 15% of, of Cork's population went anywhere you'd have serious butter um, but yeah it was uh, a super super game we're going to delve into it uh, a little bit uh, later on first of all let's uh, bring you up to date with all the goings on in the world of sport and let's start off with a bit of golf Ireland's Tom McKibben has won his first European Tour title just 20 years old the man from Hollywood Golf Club in County Down the same club of course as Rory McIlroy uh, McKibben fired a final round of 70 to take the European Open and the DP World Tour in Hamburg by two shots it's McKibben's rookie season and he didn't have a top 10 before this week he collects a check for €315,000. McKibben says the victory confirms what he felt about his ability. I guess that I'm, I'm good enough to, to win. Um, I sort of always thought I was, but to the, the prove it today was, was pretty special. Um, but I guess I've learned a lot from, from failures and missing cuts by a shot and, and just missing things very so slightly. So to sort of take all those things I've learned and, and put them into play today was, was really nice. Yeah, and for his part as well, McElroy, of course, uh, it, co- it could be some evening in Hollywood, uh, in County Down, if it's uh, if if a double is on the cards, he's in a share of the lead going into the final round of the Memorial Tournament on the PGA Tour. Uh, the County Down star six under par alongside Siwoo Kim and David Lipsky. McElroy's teeing off at a, in about a half an hour's time. Uh, Shane Lowry, meanwhile, is one under for the day through 10 holes, meaning he's two under overall. I think Seamus Power had a bit of a, a day to forget in his fourth round. He's three over on the last hole now, five over par all together. So a three-way tie for the lead on six under McElroy, Lipsky and Siwoo Kim. Uh, but there is quite a big uh, uh, number of, of players as well 
uh, tied in second uh, well tied for fourth I suppose technically on five under par as well but uh, yeah we'll keep an eye on that throughout the show uh, we're going to jump right into the, the Cork uh, victory in just a second. Earlier before that, it was Clare who won the All-Ireland Minor Hurling Crown. They had Galway's measure on a scoreline of 2.22 to 4.11 in Thurles. In the All-Ireland Senior Football Championship Round 2, Mayo Edge Loud, 14 points to 1.10 in Castlebar. That is a huge victory for Cork. Massive for Cork that Mayo beat Loud, by the way. Uh, it just means... Cork look they're hoping that, that Kerry now take care of Loud as well but they can go in and just have a free hit against Mayo try to get a result but you're imagine, you, you imagine they're, they're in a position now to get out of that group barring something you know something catastrophic between Loud and Kerry uh, next week Monaghan beat Clare 123 to 118 in Clonus Roscommon ran out 121 to 111 winners over Sligo at Dr. Hyde Park and Derry went to Belly Buffet and beat Donegal 314 to 115 in round 3 of the Towson Cup Wicklow beat Limerick 214 to 110 in Port Leash Carlow defeated Longford 213 to 114 also at Omore Park Antrim got the better of Fermanagh 3 13 to 112 at the Athletic Grounds and Wexford were 116 to 112 winners. <clears throat> Excuse me over Leitrim at Parnell Park. The draw was made for the preliminary uh, quarterfinals for the Talshing Cup. Offaly hosts Wexford. Fermanagh are at home to Leash. Longford travelled to Down and Carlow will welcome New York. Meath, Cavan, Limerick and Antrim are straight through into the last eight and those ties take place next weekend um, alright elsewhere a bit of Formula 1 and quite a look Verstappen cruised to victory but it was actually an interesting enough race to watch there was good battles in the midfield um, for, for places uh, world champion Max Verstappen cruising to victory at the Spanish Grand Prix in Barcelona and it was a double podium for Mercedes I totally wrote them off yesterday evening but sure if I said last night that the grass in Torles was going to be green today it would probably be pink Lewis Hamilton was second George Russell <coughs> was third in tennis Novak Djokovic is into the quarterfinals of the French Open for a 17th time he beat Juan Pablo Varias in straight sets at Roland Garros top seed Carlos Alcaraz currently leads Lorenzo Massetti two sets to love alright let's uh, jump right in to a huge victory for Cork in Thurles um, the final score 2.22 to 3.13 the opening 10-15 minutes were as good a game of hurling as you'll see. Just a fantastic opening quarter to the game. Um, God, look, you have to say Adam Screeny, what a superstar in the making he is for Offaly. He was untouchable. He got fired in six points inside the uh, 25 minutes, I think. Just really, really good for Offaly. Fantastic. Um, and... Uh, Cork kind of just about managed to, to withstand that onslaught and actually ended up going in with a two-point lead at halftime, which was, you know, a massive testament to the the, the skill and resilience of Cork. And uh, it was an eight-minute goal um, from Dermot Healy after uh, just what it was, a perfect start for Offaly. Uh, and then straight away after that, two minutes after that, it was a penalty awarded to Offaly. And Shane Kingston, the full-back, Look, he is possibly lucky that he didn't get booked for the first foul um, and then received at least a second yellow. But some people saying that tackle could have been a straight red. Uh, look, you don't want to vilify a, a young fella. Do you, do you know what I mean? Like, um, they make mistakes too, and he's he learned from that. And yeah, he he dived in and you've adrenaline and everything running through you. He dived in to nail uh, the the I think it was Cormac Egan for the penalty. 
and I looked at the penalty was awarded. He got his yellow card. Ravenhill put the penalty away. Um, Adam Screen just got some excellent points in that first half. And then Cork, they, they started to just about find a way to stop that supply into Screeny. Um, Captain Michael Mullins got a huge score 24 minutes into the game. And then on 27 minutes, uh, Ben Cunningham put Cork back ahead uh, for the first time since the penalty was awarded. And uh, then just the restart, um, great goal from the captain, Michael Mullins, at the restart. And it was 1-6 without reply in the first nine minutes of the second half. Big uh, goal for Connor Dylan, 40 minutes. Uh, you know, he kind of picked Ben O'Connor's pocket a small bit and got the goal and buried it. Um, but then Cork just, just kept on going. Dermot Healy put over a, a point from a turnover for 43 minutes gone and I think that almost embodied Cork's work rate you know the forwards just digging in turning over the ball getting big scores out of it and uh, they just they just ran home some fantastic scores that we'll be talking about it with, with Sean McGrath actually he got some excellent scores and yeah they just got to grips with uh, the supply ball into screening and um, just kind of kept him out of the game in the second half William Buckley man of the match excellent stuff and Michael Mullins with a brilliant brilliant speech in Tarlis, uh off the cuff as well you know he, he'd no sheet in front of him he said it himself that he was going to go off the cuff because uh, I think he he read out a, a, a big long scroll after the uh, the once final in the Gaelic grounds uh, so really good stuff for the white church man and then uh, Cyril Kavanagh singing the banks uh, of uh, my own lovely Lee on the microphone afterwards uh, looked like fantastic crack in Tarlis. Uh Dennis Hurley was there at Semple Stadium for us and he caught up with two of the bins involved today. First off, here is manager Ben O'Connor. Happy enough, obviously, Ben. Yeah, I should be nice. Uh, looks after the year. We're sitting with the team that's winning all Ireland. But we said we have to do a step by step and look in fairness. We're the only beat in the team's game in the country. And look, that means lots of because it's pushed the best. We're all you can show this game, you can show that game, we're all qualified. But no, we wanted to go all the way there. We went every game, we thought we'll have to do that. It's just going on every decision we made. The start of the second half was the, the winning of it really, wasn't it? Yeah, more than straight through the middle. Yeah. Like, and uh, scored in straight away after the game over. Like, and and then when else wouldn't give in. When else he got their goal, he got the point back straight away, like, he made sure there was no, nothing to do with Oh, yeah, and all big boys to go in as well. Like, every fella, every fella got the terms in of the fella that were And uh, look, there was a strong breeze on the first half, and we didn't think we held. And yeah. We two points up at half time, so we knew we were going in the second half. We were strong, and look, that's what we did. That was it, like, the, the first goal, I suppose, was assumed, like, like they, they had been 4 1 ahead early on. And, and like all of a sudden then you're up by a point without having saved more than the game like yeah I look that's where we've been behind all the games this year we've been a strong like but yeah look we've deadly fit these fellas and at half time just after the other things inside you just remember that the lines are like then where there's problems and we stop it all after about you see 30 seconds and once we got in front we're never going to be beaten after that and that's not being BK hit it or cocky like because we know the character of these fellas like they're prepared to die in the side there for that today what did it mean at the final whistle and celebration after ah sure you see that look it's a long time since it's on the trench to celebrate it like that the crowd on the feet and everything is great great out for families a lot of children here like and like we were out number one crowd boys but like the crowd that we did have here the road and show because it's great to see them thereafter and hopefully that the young fellas walk out here so I don't get three and four years now that's a huge thing especially after this gap prior to that but now three and four is yeah well yeah we're starting to come we're to try and get a few more up to the scene level now and try and push on there as well like as you see we're looking to be out with this year boys will be working with the scene here for the couple coming from this that's true 
Personally, for yourself, you must mean a hell of a lot as well. Ah, sure, delighted, delighted. We're great bunch of fellas there involved back on the team. You've been blessed with a bit of crack. Like, we want to make a fun for the as well, that they enjoy giving training, and they have, and they have to get their awards out of it. Your name's like, you know, Conor, I think that's going to be his last game hurling, and he'll sell that for a few minutes ago. Ah, sure, you never know. After seeing that today, and enjoying that so much, he can always come back to hurling there after that. I don't think he'll get too many trips. as good as that. There you go, both soccer and his. And a lot of the team one grades are getting next to you, Ben. Ah, yeah, we'll enjoy tonight. Now, yeah. first team, and we'll get that out of the way. So, uh, a lot of grades, but that doesn't mean anything. So, look, we'll enjoy tonight, and we'll work on that there on the day from there. Yeah, the uh, victorious Ben O'Connor there speaking to the media after Cork's under 20 triumph here is. And actually, just before we hear from Ben Cunningham, just on Ben O'Connor there, it has been confirmed that, look, it's obviously, for now anyway, his last uh, hurling game, he's going to focus on the rugby after he does his leave insert. The fact he's only doing his leave insert, uh, he's about seven foot tall, but anyway, he's uh, some some, uh, some athlete and uh, the very best look, obviously, in, in whatever sport he decides to pursue. And uh, he's going to try and, uh, and, and pursue a career in rugby, which is fantastic. And uh, look, as Ben O'Connor said there, he can always fall back and, uh, in with the hurlers whenever he wants to, whether it's in 10 years' time, 15 years' time, after a fantastic rugby career, or uh, whenever, you know. Uh, so, uh, yeah, uh, to be involved in that uh, was, uh, I suppose, special for him to, to end it on that note. And that's what he would have wanted. Here is Ben Cunningham, of course, St. Finbar's uh, teammate of Ben O'Connor. Uh, was fantastic today, ever reliable on the freeze. And uh, I saw him described as a Venus flytrap on Twitter because he's just incredible at winning possession and uh, definitely a Cork star for the future. Excitement, uh, what a year, what a bunch of lads we are, and uh, finally it's on the pitch tonight. What's that second half? Ah, uh, it was Mullins, what an animal leader, he's a captain, he's, he's been showing us all year, he's been there since early October, November, he's been, uh, he's been doing that, so it's no surprise to us. Kevin, what did you, did you take much from the, the first half, in fact, that you went into ahead, even though they had done a lot of the hurling, because you had good bit of problems, but yeah. she had kind of solved those problems yeah. by the end of the first half, and you got into ahead. We knew they were, they were going to bring a savage crowd, and you saw that in, uh, in the start of the game when they were coming out. But once we pointed the crowd, um, they were on top in the first half, and we were going leading. So we were happy at where we were, and uh, we just started off the second half with, uh, with the intensity we needed to bring, and we knew they would build a match with us. And uh, like, the goal obviously was, yeah. was big, and then you, I think it was it six more points you got in a row, like, and it yeah. really put you in control. Then, like, yeah. uh, well, line, by line points swing at the second half, it'll be very tough for any team to come back for it. So uh, we're over the moon, uh, and now we're just enjoying it. Few days and we'll move on. And what, 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 what did Ben say to you at halftime? Uh, he was just telling us to calm and it's not our final. It's not something to be worried about, something to enjoy. It's something yeah. a day that don't, don't come around too often. So uh, we enjoyed the second half. I think that was very obvious to see in there. And like, is it easy to take calm and not on final? I know a lot of you have yeah. won medals, like, you know. You win the bars, that's a county medal, and you win under 20 medal, and there's minor winners. Yeah. Like, but still an all-around final, and against yeah. an athlete team, like you say, with a big crowd behind them. We are with a young team, but um, if, you, if you look at 95, 90%, 95% of the players have played all-around finals before, so it's not something that's new to our camp, so we're used yeah. to it. We're with the experienced group, and uh, hopefully, now next year they can, uh, they can go again. And for yourselves and the other lads on the age, I suppose the, yeah. the task is to try to push on and make an impact scene there? Yeah, uh, that's, that's the ultimate goal. Or all, all of our goals are to play Carson. Um, 20, 20s is unbelievable and uh, we, well, we all love it but the ultimate goal is to stay senior and that's what we're, we're trying to do Ben, tell me, do you think today was 
played all came together in the sense, you know, collection of all your best bits from the various monster games? Uh, probably in the second half, yeah, I wouldn't say in the first half. Um, we were kind of hit missing the first half, but in the second half, on it as well, like it was, 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 we were just popping points left, right, and centre, and uh, the, the scoring ensured in the end, we were just, uh, we were savage, we were hungry for turnovers, and that's how we did. Yeah, Ben Cunningham there speaking after a fantastic victory for Cork over Offaly at Thurles. Thanks to Dennis Hurley for uh, grabbing those interviews for us. Here is Shawnee McGrath on what was a fantastic victory for Cork. All right, Cork legend Shawnee McGrath is on the line to reflect on a superb victory for Ben O'Connor's Cork's under-20 hurling team. They're the 2023 under-20 hurling champions. Uh, Shawnee, just a super game, I suppose, and... uh, Cork just really showed their class, didn't they, to win that? They did. They got a fierce challenge in the first half. Uh, to be expected, I think, Aidan, look, awfully you're travelling in huge numbers supporting that team over the last couple of years. So that's exactly, I think, what Cork expected and they, they managed that onslaught well. I mean, to win two points up. Um, and playing kind of reasonably well, I suppose, was a very good reflection of their ability, I suppose. And then to get the goal straight after half time and really steamroller on for the first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half showed their class and their ability and you know showed that the, that that's a really good team you know that's you know I've gone to all their games this year um, they've had patches in different games especially in the Muster final against Clare when Clare really came at him and actually went four or five points up midway through the second half and the game looked like it was slipping away from them but the team showed incredible ability and composure and calmness uh, that night in Limerick and the same again today um, you know, awfully started well, went four, went up, and Duds Healy got a fantastic goal, and it was tit for tat up to half time. Um, but definitely, the start of the second half was where Cork kind of won the game, um, really blew the awfully challenge away, and some superb performances right through the field, none more so than that in a match, really, Oakley. Yeah, absolutely. And like, there's just the physicality was incredible from Cork now, I'm sure. Look, the word cynical is going to be thrown around a bit uh, when reflecting on this performance. And I suppose Shane Kingston uh, made no bones about it with a bit of a reducer on screeny with with the first play of the game. Um, but it, I suppose it's, it, it's it, if it's a lot of other teams, it, it's described as clever. But it seemed to be getting described as cynical on on, on TG Cahir, uh today during, during the during the coverage. What was your thoughts on it? Um, I suppose, look, Screen is a super player. I mean, see him live and everything. He's so elusive. He's got fantastic feet and really, really accurate. I um, mean, he was a handful for a couple of markers. But look, it was teak tough stuff from Cork. And so, I, like, I couldn't comment on it. and maybe seen it back on, on the TV. But Shane Kingston came across. Um, it was actually Kyle Egan at the time. I think that maybe got the heavy challenge. Um, but look, in general, I suppose that team has shown a great mix throughout the year and They've shown, you know, unbelievable skill levels, really elusive, fast play, great scoring ability, but also teak toughness and the line, you know, between Ben and Ronan, um, Anthony Nash, Joe Regan and these fellas, Terence McCarthy, you know, they're, they're continually encouraging and fist pumping and, you know, it's exactly probably what cock hurling needs. I'd be more focusing on where cock hurling is and where it needs to go and definitely that teak toughness and physicality that that team has displayed throughout the year is exactly maybe where Cork Hurling needs to go over the next couple of years. You know, stand up to the challenge. All the talk all week was about Offaly, and it's fantastic, and they're making incredible progress, a real traditional county. But I think the Cork guys kept it nice and quiet throughout the week. And we, too, are a traditional county that's probably been at a low ebb for a while as regards winning titles when it comes to the All-Ireland stuff. So that's a huge stepping stone today. Allied to the couple of wins we've had at the underage level at minor and under 20 with Noel Furlong and Pat Ryan over the last couple of years. So it bodes well for the future, and I'm certainly one for you know, having that great mix. We've always had that great mix over the years of brilliant hurlers and real strong, 
um, competitive type um, um, competitors and um, you know I, 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 would like, I wouldn't like to see Shane Kingston's performance um, overshadowed by that incident because I thought over the course of the game he was very very good Absolutely, yeah, no, I, I agree to be fair. Um, I think you, you pointed to it already that 1 6 without replying the first nine minutes of the second half. You know, I, I saw Ken uh, Hogan on with uh, with Anthony Daly there a couple of weeks ago. He was talking about the four point goal, and uh, this was this is what a nine point goal, I suppose, you know, but like that was yeah. an incredible period, wasn't it? And uh, it just it just took the wind out of that awfully of the awfully sails and it quietened the crowd as well, which was it was an important factor. It was huge. I mean, to, to be fair to the Offaly lads, they've been doing it all over the last two years. They really feed off the crowd. There's a huge bandwagon of support going with them. And like you can, players can feed off it. You even saw it in the championship at senior level. Teams taking advantage of the, the sort of home advantage situation where you've got the home so- support. Look, Offaly probably did outnumber Cork today, even though I thought it was a fantastic Cork crowd there. Yeah. Um, Offaly outnumbered them because, you know, um, as I said, the, the, that team is just capturing the imagination up there over the last two years. And, you know, that was a challenge for Cork. They had to deal with it. They had to just, you know, ride out through the storm. Um, and then their big players, you know, the, the leadership of real captains, apart from Michal Mullins, he was brilliant as well. He got a crucial goal against Clare in that Munster final. And he did it again, really set the tone. He has this brilliant ability to finish. Not, a lot of fellas can't finish after a long solo run, but Michal still on the run is able to kind of exert huge power off his strike. And it was a fabulous goal. I think um, Ben Cunningham, who, who also was brilliant, got the immediate point after. Maybe Dutzili got another one. Um, so the big players stood up, showed leadership. I can just imagine the mood in the dressing room was was positive and a case of just let's push on now, lads. Um, that's exactly what they did in the me Hall as well, along with Willie Buckley and a few others, was brilliant in the middle of the field. Yeah, and like then some fantastic scores uh, in around kind of 46 to 50 minutes. Uh, Jack Lee he put over a really good score as well like great name by the way um, but he's some, some fantastic scores and I suppose then the key was it was all about the supply of ball into Screeny and they cut that off completely Screeny had to kind of come out the field to try and get on the ball and he just got swallowed up then I suppose but it was just really clever wasn't it just to, to totally cut that supply off into, into the inside forward line yeah exactly I mean the, the inside line is only as good as what's going in as what goes in and in the first half there was brilliant ball and even though Ondoni was playing as a sweeper it was kind of bypassing him as well but Cock really got on top in, in the attack and you always say it when you're involved in teams the defence starts up there you want your full forward line working extremely hard and in particular I thought Cork's half forward line worked really really hard forced the Offaly half back line back any balls that were going in were going in at the wrong angles and you know, the supply to screen, he completely dried up um, in that second half. But look, just to, to mention him for very quickly, I thought he's, I've seen him a couple of times over the last couple of years. He's a fabulous hurler. Um, his yeah. skin levels, his wrists, like he floats along the surface. And he's fine and tough as well. He doesn't mind mixing it up a bit. Um, but for such a light player, he's an absolute joy to watch. Um, but yeah, credit Cork, they, they you know, moved some fellas, you know, marked it okay in him, struggled a little bit, but... Then Dara Sullivan has moments and finish really strong. And Dara's one for the future. He's a fantastic back, real pacey, um, and attacks from the front. So Cork got it right all around the field today. They got all their matchups right. And look, the one thing that I think Ben has been emphasising throughout the year, all the time though, has been their work rate. They worked tigerishly, um, and it was very, it was hard going today, and it was energy sapping. The temperatures, you know, it's just hard enough walking to the ground, but to go out and then have to play 60, 70 minutes. Game was delayed by 10 minutes, so the warm up was a bit longer. And that would have been draining on the players as well and to maintain concentration levels and to show such a ferocious work rate is a testament to the work they've done in the off-season um, and, and it's credit to the players as well. They're absolutely magnificent. 
you mentioned the the sideline already a small bit, but for the likes of Ben, you know, Ron and Anthony, etc., all the other people that are helping him out as well, like you know, uh, you, you can't but be delighted for for Ben O'Connor seeing him there at the end of the game as well, you know, because there's there's big pressure on these types of jobs, isn't there? Absolutely. Um, just Ben has done a marvelous job. He's done a great job over the last couple of years at, at club level. He was a fantastic player himself, and you know, even his father, it's in his blood. Barney was a brilliant Newtown, Newtown Chandra manager way back and was integral to getting over the line um, in the north. He's there winning counties, monster titles in all Ireland. So it's definitely in his in his DNA. But um, yeah, to, and to everyone involved, they're, they're, they're big names, these guys, um, Ronan and, and Anthony on top as well. Um, they all contributed magnificently throughout the year, um, giving Ben massive support. And also as well, I think, um, fellas like Terence McCarthy and Joe Regan as well, um, should be mentioned because you know the the effort that everyone puts in and all the statisticians, the SNC. Um, I think Ben maybe got the psychologist girl, Jennifer, that was involved with with, with Middleton before involved uh, this year as well. And it's all just a combined effort. Everyone, panelists, you know, extended panelists, everyone. It's just huge relief when you get over the line because more often than not you have bad days. More often than not you go to the well and you don't get the result. Um, and for Ben to get the result today. Number one is a great result for Cork, but number two goes well for the future. He's a brilliant manager in Pat Ryan. Um, ben will go again with the 20s next year. Um, and, you know, I think overall, Craggy had a very good year. <clears throat> you could see today the two teams that he was beaten by in the minor championship ended up contesting a very good honour in the final. Clare ultimately winning it. God will be Cork in the semi-final. But there's some fantastic fellas involved with Cork hurling, and it's brilliant to see a brilliant player on his day. Um, and now a brilliant manager, Ben, ben O'Connor, getting um, the result he so richly deserved. Absolutely. Just to look at then some of the players, I suppose going forward, everybody will be everybody will be uh, shoehorning them into into Cork teams for next year, I suppose. But obviously, look, Ben Cunningham is 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 a senior player in, in waiting on. Downey already is a, a Cork senior, um, but like the likes of William Buckley, etc. Man of the match. Um, who are you most excited about seeing, and who do we think we will see uh, the quickest? Let's say next year in the league campaign. Who do you expect to? to be in the mix there in terms of you know starting games I suppose yeah I suppose all the, the kind of aforementioned I suppose Aidan you've, you've ticked a few boxes there now and name checked a few guys that definitely will be in the frame Owen Downey is already there and will continue to develop and I think in time will be a brilliant Cork senior player Ben Cunningham definitely you, you'd have to be excited by Ben his free taking and you know his aerial ability he's very very strong he's actually getting so so strong over the last couple of years that he got four or five great points from play again um, Willie Buckley players like that have Look, to be honest, always excite me as a as a, a fan, as a, a supporter going to games. He's fast, and um, he goes out the field. Um, he's always looking for the best pass, and he's a fantastic finisher. Again, he's a brilliant guy to solo the ball. And I've mentioned it a few times over the last couple of years that I think Cork hurling has always had fellas that were brilliant solo runners yeah. that could create space, finish, and create overlaps for goals and that. And Willie's definitely one of those in the backs. Darrell Sullivan is a really, really good player. Um, I really like him. He's pacey. He's out in front. He'd be a nightmare to be marked by. Michal Mullins in, in the middle of the field is a super player. Um, really, really strong, combative. He's in your face all the time. Exactly what Cock Hurling needs. Um, but you know, I was delighted as well for, for Jack Lee. He, he was an exceptional minor. Um, an awful lot of pressure on him. You know, he got he carried an awful lot of the scoring power on that minor team a couple of years ago. And maybe, you know, lost a tiny bit of form earlier in, in, in this campaign, but I thought he was brilliant today. Got some fantastic scores. Um, and his form is really, really back. So they'd be a couple of fellas I'd be looking forward to seeing now in the senior jersey over the next few years. 
I think as well the, the array of clubs that are being represented, you know, Michael Mullins um, from Whitechurch, for example, like it's it's great to see, you know, all different types of clubs represented on a team like that and everyone back at home watching on them and inspiring that uh, a different sort of generation other than obviously it's great to have the traditional clubs as well but it's it's nice to see those clubs uh, getting getting a, a player like that you know in that spotlight Definitely Aidan um, another name I forgot actually who I think as well has a great career ahead of him Dermot Dutheely he got a couple of great scores today especially the goal in the first half we kind of needed it um, he's representing Liz Gould um, Sean Daly was involved in the campaign earlier in the year he's representing Rand Logue so you're right the spread the net has been, you know, spread far and wide. Um, and it's great. And again, when you go back over the years, Cork have always had players from all different clubs. Um, and while the traditional counties, you know, you had Glenn and you had um, the Bears involvement today. You you had um, you had Napiershigs. Ross O'Sullivan, I thought it was fine and sharp as well in the corner. You're right. It's great to see this, the, that, that net being spread wide. And, you know, fellas are playing at, at good levels. You know, the, the new formats maybe with Intermediate A and... Um, Premier Junior and all that um, you know maybe fellas are benefiting from that and fellas are benefiting from the Fitzgibbon Cup stuff so it is it's fantastic to see that all the clubs are being well pre- represented and I'd say they're fine and happy and delighted tonight now why Church um, Rand Logue and, and, and Liz Gould every bit as much as they are above in Lynn Pearshig and the Bears Absolutely great stuff a fantastic day for Cork Hurling uh, with the Cork Hurlers winning the under 20 All-Ireland Hurling Championship in Thurles Shawnee McGrath thanks a million for joining us on the Big Red Bench no great stuff, yeah, it was great to talk to Shawnee on, uh, especially on days like that. Uh, he was absolutely over the moon watching Cork win the Under-20 All-Ireland Hurling Championship. All right, we're going to go to a quick break. When we come back, we'll hear from Richie Holland on Cork City FC's big week in the Premier Division of the League of Ireland and from our very own Rory O'Hagan, who completed the Cork City Marathon today. Don't go away. Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Cork's Red FM. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection, tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. The Big Red Bench. Saturday and Sunday from 6 p.m. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection, tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down. Yes, Aidan here with you until 7 o'clock on the big red bench with Sure Advance 72 Hour Protection. Proud sponsors of the GAA. We uh, heard in the first half of the show all the reaction and analysis from Semple Stadium where Cork picked up a third under 20 All-Ireland Hurling Championship in four years. You can hear, if you missed it, you can listen back to the Big Red Bench podcast on redfm.e or wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, reference the big uh, results in Cork's favour in the Ireland Championship, in the football championship that is, earlier on. And it's, uh, of course, the Mayo and Louth result. Mayo getting a one-point win. Let's hear the full-term report from Oshin Langen. Mayo 14 points, Louth 110, the final score. A Conal McKeever goal in the fifth minute of injury time, followed by a Connor Grimes point, cut the gap to one, but Kevin McStay's team saw it home in the end, despite a pedestrian enough performance. In fact, in the second half, they lost 1-6 to 7. They led 7-4 at the break. They wasted goal chances in either half, but three Aidan O'Shea frees, along with a free from Ryan O'Donoghue, and scores from play by Fionn McDonough, Matthew Rann, and Paddy Durkin got the job done for the Connacht men. A Mayo win means that they have four points. Kerry have two, Cork have two, and Louth have zero. That means that Mayo will get a home quarter final if they win or draw against Cork on the last day. 
and should that happen Kerry will get a home preliminary quarter final if they win or draw against Louth the final score at Hastings Insurance McHale Park Mayo 14 points Louth 110 yes so we'll be a united front next week all the Cork people will be supporting Kerry against Louth as if Kerry beat Louth Cork are through to the preliminary quarter finals let's hear from the Louth manager Mickey Hart speaking after the defeat to Mayo of course, it's two old rivals going head-to-head again on the sideline next week. Mickey Hart versus Jack O'Connor. Let's hear his thoughts on today and, of course, the prospect of facing Kerry next week in what is a must-win game for Louth. Mickey Hart, Louth manager. Um, thanks very much for joining me, first of all, because I know you're rushing to the bus and I missed all the media duties, so you're doing me a big favour here. Mm. A one-point loss against Mayo on a hot day in Castlebar. What are your thoughts on the game? Well, look, it's, 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 it's a good day for our county, the, the Louth County. I think this is a very big ask of them, coming here to the team that's really promoted very much for being the next All-Ireland Champions. They went and beat last year's All-Ireland Champions in the last game. Uh, and uh, you know this is a level that we didn't know whether we could come close to or not. But on this day, we did come close to it, which is good for the confidence of our players. It doesn't mean to say that any day we go out, we would do that. But this day, we had a chance to see how close we could come to a team of that stature. And I think we're very happy about that. And just before I let you go, Alex Ferguson said it in the lead-up to 99 and winning the Champions League in the treble, that while his team hadn't won the biggest games, they were creating chances in them. And that means they were getting close and building. Is that the attitude you're taking from the last couple of games? Because it was the same against Cork, a game you also mm. could have won. Well, absolutely. I suppose the big thing as well on all of this was we really got a battering against Dublin in the Leinster final and the team could have fallen apart on its knees and said we're not at this level there's no point in us even trying to be there so they had two choices to take that attitude or take the attitude we're better than that we're better than we showed in the Leinster final let's go and prove it now so I think the last two games have proven that that wasn't the best of us in the Leinster final and we're a work in progress and that was a very good a very good outing for us today Yeah and like absolutely loath could cause Kerry some serious headaches next week because Kerry are just they're not anywhere near the level they were last year they are struggling in some departments of their game so you know it could be a fairly edgy one for both Kerry and Cork watching that one next week because uh, Louth will be it'll be a tough uh, test probably on a poor leash or somewhere like that so um, yeah certainly going to be an interesting one alright let's hear from Cork City coach Richie Holland big win for Cork City a third in a row on Friday night against Strahada United 1-0 away from home and of course then tomorrow evening Bohemians coming to town coming to Turner's Cross I think kickoff is 5 o'clock there usually is anyway a bank holiday Monday I spoke to Richie Holland yesterday morning after the victory over Drogheda and looking ahead to tomorrow night's game Alright delighted to be joined on the line by Cork City coach Richie Holland Richie a successful trip to Drogheda last night you must be happy waking up this morning Yeah yeah no it was a fantastic win um, I think we had to dig deep there especially second half and on uh, I think we defended properly Um it was all about the result really last night, you know. Um, we knew going into the game it was going to be a big game, so for us to come here to three points is great. Tunde Oalabi grabbed his fourth of the season and himself and the lads, to be fair, have found a bit of form at a time that it's it's really needed. Yeah, yeah, no, look, uh, no, I probably said last night afterwards as well is that probably takes, um, when you move club and that, it takes time for some players to settle in and stuff like that and you can really see Tunde's really kicked on now, you know. Um Kevin Kustovich would be another one as well that you know his performances have uh, have improved greatly over the last uh, number of weeks. You know, so it just takes these lads' time, and you can see now as well is that 
I think the lads are learning um, lessons probably probably from earlier in the season as well, how to manage games properly and stuff like that as well, you know, because uh, we were probably caught in a few way games uh, earlier in the season, you know, with late goals and so on. But I felt last night is that the, the, the lads managed the game properly and uh, we got the 1-0 win. Jonas Hakkinen sat this one out. Um, was that to rest him from Monday? And if so, it's it's a gamble that paid off. No, um, Jonas was very sore after after the game uh, last week uh, against Rovers, and unfortunately, we we, we got him scanned, and um, it looks like he's got a grade two tear, and he'll be out for 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 at least four weeks. You know, so um, it's a bit of a blow to us. Um, look. We'd rush Jonas back that time when um, the lads were um, out suspended, and Jonas wanted to come back and help the team out and stuff. That was probably a risk that we that we we, we spoke about. And um, look, in the short term, he was brilliant for the two games, you know, and you know he was outstanding at the back and and that. But it's uh, it's one now that we're going to have. Um, we're going to be without Jonas for a couple of weeks yeah and a big loss as well and it's just another one of those things that comes up in a season isn't it and you just have to have to deal with it I suppose and try to make the best out of it yeah look look. in fairness to the lads you know, they've they've been great you know, in terms of lads that have come in and you've seen the last couple of weeks even the younger players like John Donovan and stuff that they've all they've all done their bit you know Um Gordon Walker's come back into the team, done very well. You know, there's Dara Crowley, unfortunately, got injured as well last night, so we'll have to see how bad that one is as well, you know. But it's just, look, for us at the moment is that we get the recovery right over the weekend, we train again tomorrow, and then um, we get ready for a very tough game on Monday, you know. A big result given your chase and draw in the table, and that gaps down to two points now, uh, three wins on the bounce. Getting out of that second from bottom position is really coming into sight now. Uh, yeah, look, again, we're halfway through the season now, you know. Um, we're probably in a position still where we don't want to be, you know, but for us it's about, look, taking each game as it comes and that the lads are, are focused on, on on the next one, really, you know, because it's uh, it's a league where you've seen, you can go on run, runs of wins, but you can also go on runs of losses as well, you know, and I think that goes for, for every team in the league, including the likes of Shamrock Rovers and Derry and so on, you know, so for us it's about getting our uh, getting our recovery right our preparation right and getting ready again for um, another tough game on Monday you know I suppose tactically have you gone back maybe to something more similar to the way you played last year in the first division and I suppose that's very familiar to the guys then and like it has been much more stable over the last few games um, yeah yeah, that's that, that's that's difficult enough to, like I would say is that you know, when you look back uh, earlier in the season, I think performances have been like we've been in every game. It's just individual errors and so on that have probably cost us in games. You know, and it's just when when you don't have those, you, you like you know you, you you can pick up points. I just think the last couple of games is that those individual errors haven't happened. Joe, you, know, you can go on with systems and and so on. You know, and and that whatever. But I just think you know the concentration levels. You know, of, of lads, I think they're learning on the job and so on. You know, so it's kind of look. I wouldn't be saying that you know we've gone back to anything or anything like that. Like you know, look, yeah, we've 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 played a, a back three, back five the last couple of games and stuff like that, and uh, we would have played that earlier in the season as well. So look, it's um, look, it it's just about the concentration levels and and those individual individual mistakes are um, are vital, you know, that that you don't have them, you know, and when you don't have them, you keep clean sheets, you, you get points on the board, and that's that's what we've done, you know. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, Bowes on Monday night, they did two 0 win over Sligo Rovers. They're very much in the title hunt, aren't they? So it, it will be a big task. 
Oh yeah, huge, huge. Yeah, look, they've they've got a big squad. Um, they've got multiple options. You know, they they could make a number of changes on Monday night and still be very strong. You know, so for us, it's um, it's going to be a big challenge. You know, and hopefully we get a big crowd down to Turners Cross that, that that can get behind the lads again. You know, because it makes a huge difference. You saw the the Shamrock Rovers game. The 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 crowd was electric that night and got us over the line at the end. You know, so again, look. We'll, we'll, be, we'll be hoping that there'll be a big crowd that, that can uh, back us on Monday night, you know. And uh, you touched on it slightly there, but, you know, these quick turnarounds, the, the kind of Friday-Monday games, what's the usual protocol there? Is it, is it Sunday you said that you'll see them? And I suppose I imagine, is, is it mainly just recovery and a bit of a meeting? No, I'm, I'm actually sitting sitting here now um, in the Mardyk. The, the players are arriving there now as we, as we speak. They're, getting, they're going to get their recovery done here, you know, so it's... Um, no, it's a full-on weekend. Do you know they they get the recovery here. They'll get their their cold and hot treatment kind of stuff here. They'll get their rubs and so on, and they get out of here probably lunchtime. And uh, we'll see them tomorrow then for um we'll see them tomorrow then for training. You know um you know we'll obviously have to watch match the matches of bows and and have something ready for the players tomorrow and stuff like that. So you no, know, it's uh, it's gonna be full-on for for the weekend. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's a it's a hectic one, right? And you said already, I suppose that crowd. You've had some fantastic crowds in Turner's Cross so far this year, and you'll be hoping for another big, big one on the Bank Holiday Monday at the Cross. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Look, it's, there's no better place in um, in Ireland, you know, when when uh, Turner's Cross is bouncing, you know, it's um, it's fantastic, you know, and uh, it really does help the lads, you know, especially you know when you're playing against the. The teams that are up there fighting for um for honours and stuff that you know and you like I go back to the, the Shamrock Rovers game I just felt that you know the pro played a big factor there you know and they were involved in the game as well you know it was uh, it's great you know and um, when we're all in it together I think that Joe you know, that goes like the the players the staff obviously the, the supporters as well I think that um you know, Turner's Cross is a hard place to go and uh, for for any opposition team you know so look hopefully that we can um. Hopefully we can get a big crowd and hopefully we can get the, the three points and continue to run, you know. Absolutely. Richie, a pleasure to talk to you. The very best luck Monday night and thanks a minute for joining us on the Bigger Bench. Thanks, Aidan. Cheers. Yeah, Cork City coach Richie Holland there on Friday night's win against Strada and, of course, the game tomorrow at Turner's Cross against Bohemians. Five o'clock kickoff in the Premier Division of the League of Ireland. Cork City going in search of a fourth win in a row. They're really starting to turn things around. Hopefully they can keep it going with a big performance against the high-flying Bohemians tomorrow evening. All right, massive day in Cork City, of course, with the Cork City Marathon. Polishman Paul Kosek won this year's marathon. He crossed the finishing line on Patrick Street in a time of 2 hours, 28 minutes and 24 seconds. Roughly 12,500 people ran the race today and uh, the winner of the Cork City uh, Marathon's first ever 10k race was Dennis Hegarty of Watergrass Hill Athletics Club who crossed the finish line in 1 minute and in sorry <laughs> that would have been some in 32 minutes and 12 seconds and uh, we're going to hear a small clip from him now Ah, oh, it means an awful lot. I, I didn't think I was going to be able to do it, but oh, it's a brilliant day. It's brilliant. The crowds everywhere was absolutely fantastic. Such a brilliant event, event to do. Lizzie Lee of Leeville AC was the fastest female crossing the line in 35 minutes and 15 seconds. This is the, the 10K race, of course, which is it's a new addition 
to the event and uh, I suppose yeah it really helps to get people uh, involved in it here is Lizzie 43 of three small kids and getting out for 20 miles on a Sunday means I'm just flaked out for the rest of the day whereas I can do this off one run a day yeah, so uh, great stuff there. And then, of course, our very own Rory O'Hagan completed the marathon, the full thing. Um, just It's massive for him because uh, he's been uh, working towards this for since I've started working on the bigger bench, basically. And he's been unlucky on a couple of occasions as well with injuries and stuff like that. So I uh, plagued him to jump onto a phone call with us after he uh, got... Uh, Back and you know showered and recovered and uh, you know put the put the moon boots on and all that uh, crack to, to try and get the, the blood flowing again into the legs uh, so I caught up with him uh, just uh, a couple hours after he finished uh, running in the marathon Alright our very own Rory O'Hagan is on the line after completing the Cork City Marathon Rory explain to us uh, your, your emotions at the moment um, well, I'm just out of the shower um, at the Clayton Hotel and I'm uh, walking down to the runner's diary after partying deep south and I can barely walk. Um, this is my first marathon um, and I'm so proud of myself for getting over that line. Um, it's been a lot of hard work. Um, it's been a lot of um, training. It's been a lot of like lonely Saturday mornings out running the roads of Watergrass Hill. Um, but it was all working across the line. It was just an incredible feeling. Uh, my two girls, uh, Cecilia and Isabel, ran across the line with me, which is just absolutely incredibly special. Uh, and um, I'm welling up here now talking about it here because it's just, it's hard to describe the emotion of it, of finishing your first marathon, you know. You've been unlucky as well, like you've missed out on a couple due to injuries and stuff this year, and, or well over the last, let's say, you know, 12 months or whatever. Like, you know, I remember you missing out one there, like even... We were at the Imros, like you got up at six o'clock in the morning to go on a run, like. <laughs> I know, yeah. Look, I've been struggling with chin splints recently. My physio is Marco Sullivan. Um, he's been doing a great job with me, just mostly just keeping me sane as opposed to actually fixing my legs. Um, so it's been a struggle. Um, it's been very frustrating. I, I don't think I was as fit as I would have wanted to have been going to the start line, but I think every marathon was almost something like that. Um, I was confident that I'd get around. I had a time in my head. Um, my coach Steve Rooney who's just been absolutely incredible with me over the last couple of months uh, we worked a lot over the last few weeks just on what we were going to do and I had a pace in my head and um, I realised fairly quickly on that the, um, the pace I had picked was too fast because of the conditions today the conditions were hot Yeah, and they were just uh, very very hot um, like it, the amount of runners I saw that had collapsed on the way around was it was kind of frightening it was just that heat that level of heat I mean like you're always going to have runners collapse in a marathon but it was just the heat today was just something else I mean like Cork City Marathon's an odd one because like you train pretty much all through winter and spring for for this and then you get a day like today where it's 22 degrees zero cloud cover uh, and very very humid uh, and it's just an Thick and nightmare to be perfectly honest. So yeah. I went out with a, a pacing group, and I, I kind of realised after about ten miles, I was like, "Look, these guys are too fast for me." Um, on a cooler day, I would have been able for it, um, but I decided just to pull back a little bit, and I'm glad I did because I would have burned myself out had I um had stayed with them. Um, there were some grey parts uh, around the race. I mean, like the, the buzz around town to start was just absolutely incredible and then you get into like Balvihan the, the crowds and Turner's Cross and up by the UCC in the lock it was just so nice because I'm from Balvihan it was just lovely to be able to run 
from where I grew up and just run all the streets that I knew so well and the atmosphere around there was hard. I mean, like, there was a couple of parts that were quite tough and there was a couple of parts that, like, uh, were a bit lonely because there was no one on the, on the roads and I suppose that would have been, like, the, the straight road, like the Lord Glanby Road, uh, going through the tunnel. While going through the tunnel was, was fairly cool. Yeah. Um, there are no supporters around the place, so it's hard to keep the motivation levels up. Um, and when you're going running along the line then as well around Black Rock, it can be a bit lonely because there's no one there to kind of push you on. There was a, a peppering of, I suppose, of supporters on the, on the route and they were greatly appreciated. Um, but um, but then when you get to Black Rock, you kind of join the half marathoners. Um, there's a great buzz around there and that buzz kind of keeps you all the way, all the way, all the way home. And um, yeah, just that run down North Main Street, Washington Street, into Patrick Street to finish is just something very, very special. I hit North Main Street, I started smiling. I hit the um, Washington Street, I started crying. Um, and then I met my girls um, just outside um, a place called, well, it used to be called Hills on 77 Patrick Street. Um, it's where I met my wife, Davina, and we used to work there when we were younger. That's where I met her, so we, we agreed to, to to meet there so I could take the kids. Um, that was just uh, about 100 metres then to the finish line, so that was a very, very special moment. <laughs> Going back to where it all started, I suppose, and then to have my two girls, Celine as well, run across the line. It's, just a, it's a moment they'll never, ever forget. It. <laughs> Again, I'm starting to cry talking about it here. Yeah, Jesus. I mean, Martins are emotional enough. Like you, you really added to your own uh, emotions there. Like with, with everything, but uh, it sounds sounds great. Like and the event as well this year, a lot of excitement. Obviously, the weather, weather is probably not great for the actual uh, competitors, but for the spectators and all that. Like I imagine it was uh, there was a great buzz and like how could there not be with with, with the yeah. bank holiday we're having at the moment? Like it's incredible. Yeah, yeah. The spectators were just absolutely incredible. I can't say enough brilliant things about them. Um, just even the shouts of like go on Watergrass Hill because I'm wearing my Watergrass Hill top from the crowd just, it's a massive kind of push and I wrote like roar at the bottom of my, my, my number so I was getting shouts go on roar and that just really gives you a massive push um, when you see it and then just um, the camaraderie of your, your fellow runners is just something else at one point I stopped to help a friend who had uh, gotten into a little bit of trouble and people stopped their run to offer us gels jellies uh, drinks, um, sodium tablets, and said they want to go and call someone. It was just like that, that camaraderie is something else, and it's something about running, especially running in, in court. It's just a great camaraderie between clubs and runners, and it's just a, a lovely little community. And that was up in force today as well. I mean, like everybody helped each other to get along. I mean, like I was coming in by the county hall and I needed some water, and uh, a spectator said, Do you need some water? And I said, Yep. <laughs> And she handed me a full bottle of water that she obviously just bought in a shop because it was ice cold. I, I was like, I just took a sip. She's like, no, 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 keep that, keep that. You'll need that. And I was like, grand. <laughs> um, so again, it's just that kindness, like, you know what I mean, that you see. It, and it's just a really motivates you to push on. And then when you get down to, like, County Hall, there's, like, DJs and stuff, um, but DJs prepping along the route. And then, as, as I mentioned, when you just turn the gate, the, the corner onto the, the North Gate Bridge there by the Gate Cinema, you know you're almost home and you're like... This is brilliant. This is why I sacrificed all my Saturday mornings, setting my alarm at like six in the morning to go running. That's why I went to bed early every Friday night since Christmas, basically. And this is what it was all about. This was, it made it all worth it. You know what I mean? It was just just to finish my first marathon in my hometown. It's just like it's 
Yeah. It's very, very special. And like I suppose with with the first one, it's just about getting across the line. So what's the plan now? Like, are you gonna maybe maybe I want to ask you this in about six weeks' times, but is the plan to go do another one then and actually focus more on the times, like or whatever? No, I'm never running again. Um, I'm retiring <laughs> from running. Marathon running is absolutely ridiculous. No, I don't know. To be honest, Aidan, um, like it takes up a lot of time. It's a big commitment running a marathon. It's not just a commitment to me. It's a commitment to my family, my kids, and my wife particularly because they have to. Well, she has to pick up the slack when I'm out running for three or four hours every morning on a Saturday. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, so look, I, I I don't know. I'm still in a bit of a high here at the moment. Um, as you can probably tell. Uh, um, so I'm just going to look, just take a stock, just kind of relax and enjoy myself now this evening. We'll see what happens after that. But look, I'm just so happy to have gotten over the line and just so happy to have done it in Cork because I was supposed to do Dublin last year. Um, as you mentioned uh, that morning after the was going to run in 30k at 6 in the morning while you were all nursing uh, <laughs> the following day and then I got COVID the week before Dublin I had all the training done um, couldn't do Dublin um, so I it, it wasn't meant to be but it was meant to be that I did my first marathon in Cork on Banks of the League where we sported and played and it was just, just a, a wonderful wonderful feeling um, just getting to that was A getting to the start I didn't think I'd be able to because of a crock but B um, just finishing, just getting it done, and just oh, I'm I'm ecstatic, and I'm do you know what I'm I'm exceptionally proud of myself. I hope that doesn't sound too arrogant, but no, I'm very very proud of myself for for finishing the marathon um, and, and and getting it done. Absolutely, no, I'm delighted for you. Uh, you're off now to celebrate with the lads from the podcast. Should be a bit of crack. Uh, well, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Anyway, um, I have a sneaking suspicion as soon as I sit down, the adrenaline dump is just going to kick in, and I'm like, I just want to go home. Just want to go home. So we'll see how it goes. But um, yeah, there's a great atmosphere around town. It's so sunny. It's a gorgeous afternoon here in Lisa. Um So look, I'm sure the atmosphere will keep you going. But look, I will get very, very tired very, very quickly. So we'll see how it goes. Anyway. Nah, absolutely. Enjoy it. Congratulations. And uh, thanks a bit for joining us uh, after after that. Uh, I, I, I could have left you off, I suppose, to be fair. It's, you sound pretty tired. But uh, thanks a bit. At least you didn't cramp up. <laughs> no cramps this time midway, midway through any conversations. <laughs> All right, Aidan. Thanks for the call, but. Yeah, excellent stuff there. Very own Rory O'Hagan who completed the Cork City Marathon today. And uh, Magella just texting in there uh, saying that uh, she was uh, roaring him on as well as he went along, <laughs> roaring him on literally. Um, so, uh, yeah, fantastic stuff. And that is it uh, for this weekend. What a massive weekend of sport it was. Obviously, the Cork v. Kerry game yesterday with all the reaction on last night's show. You can check the Bigger Bench podcast on redfm.e or wherever you get your podcasts and listen back to this one as well this evening to hear all the reaction from Cork's fantastic victory over Offaly in the under 20 All-Ireland hurling final uh, next up from us I suppose will be the Women in Sport podcast every Thursday at noon with John McCarthy and of course we'll be back here next Saturday from 6pm on the big red bench thanks very much for listening just giving a quick check on the leaderboard at the Memorial Tournament Rory McIlroy still tied for the lead on six under par with American McCarthy he's just uh, starting his second hole there Shane Lowry is evens through 14 and uh, Seamus Power is four over unfortunately he's finished for the tournament alright that is it Max Blackburn is on the way with Green on Red Miss the show? Grab the Big Red Bench podcast at redfm.ie. Corks Red FM. With Sure 72-hour non-stop protection. Tested to the limits. Sure, it won't let you down.